This is Floor Radio, and this is the final part of a three-part series featuring Cynthia Dean, the general manager of New Floors of Coquitlam, British Columbia. I would suspect, too, that over the long run, the idea of having the salesperson go out and do the measure would probably give them a better feel for what the installer has to do, and that would make them a better salesperson, and I suppose uh, could cut down on mistakes. Well, I'd like to think so, but listening to some of the installers talk, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, those are two groups of people that constantly, you know, you're always trying to rebuild that relationship between those two groups of people. I see. I see. Well, that's interesting. Um, in fact, I talked to some of the people that do um, certifications for for installers, and they encourage sales. In fact, they have special special seminars for non-installers, store managers, uh, salespeople, and so on, so they b- better understand what it is that an installer has to do. That's probably a pretty good idea. I think that's a great idea, and, and you know, I, that's something I, that perhaps we can look into here as well, because, because you're right, the more each group understands about each other, and maybe, you know, the other way around, maybe we can get some of the installation people to come to our sales meetings, because, again, they're seeing it from a different perspective. We did at one time have um, a customer service seminar for all of our um, salespeople and for our installers, and it was just interesting listening to the talk, you know, saying, oh, I hadn't thought of that, you know, I hadn't thought about how the customer would view that and think about that, so it was kind of an eye-opener for both groups. I see. Well, talk about the installation uh, process. You have uh, all contractor um, installers? Yes, we have all subcontractors. So we've got about, I think, about 30 different crews that we can draw on. I mean, they're not all working all the time, but... um, But many of them have been with us, oh gosh, some of them have been with us for over 20 years. Okay. So, you know, it's a good group of people and it's, you know, we we include them as part of the business, you know, they're included in the Christmas party and, you know, the summer party and those types of things. So, again, they feel like family as well. I see. So you don't really have a problem, like I know a lot of retailers do, finding a qualified installer and uh, sort of bringing them into the fold. That's something that you don't really have to deal with that much, I guess. No, it's not too. We're we're quite lucky because we're in quite a big metropolitan area. There's quite a, a large group of people that we can can draw on. And when we bring somebody new on board, you know, we always go through a process of of you know we give them our our um, installation manuals so they know what our expectations are, and then we you know monitor the first few jobs that they do just to make sure that we're kind of all on the same track. I got you. Do you have somebody that sort of oversees? In, in, installation, you know, if there's an installation problem, a lot of times, I've just seen a lot of stores would have, oh, maybe, a, oh, I won't say retired, but maybe close to retired um, installer who is, who is the expert that sort of is the master installer and can sort of oversee the thing or at least solve problems when they, um, you know, when they materialize. Yes, we do. We have um, our uh, customers customer installation specialist and and he he's exactly that he's a previous installer um he 
can help manage that group, and he's the one that goes out and looks at the work. And, and he's also uh, works with us with customers so that if there's a small problem that needs to be fixed, we'll send him out to fix it rather than oh. sending the installer back because it's much quicker, and he's just so proficient at what he does, and the customers love him. Very interesting, very interesting. Um, inside the store, um, what kind of changes have you made inside the store, say, in the last sub- several months? Is that something you do on a regular basis? Yeah, we do. We're actually right now, we're trying to thin down the number of displays we have because uh, it's very tempting. Oh, it's a free display. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find a corner to put it in. So we get a lot of that. So we're trying to just go through. And, and the way we do it is we look at um, which are the displays that are generating income for us. So, you know, I'm able to look in my system to look at what products are selling really well and which ones haven't sold over the last two years. And if we haven't sold anything over the last two years, then, you know, it, it's space better used for a, a nice place for a customer to sit or for a different display that is going to generate us some income. So well, right now we're trying to um, tidy up the store a bit more. And um, really, one of the things that we're trying to focus on is the customer experience in the store because we're not a store that would compete on price. We need to make sure that people understand that what they're getting from us is a hassle-free experience. So we're trying to make the store match yeah, that. Yeah. So. I've I've been in some stores that have so many racks and so many, so many samples. It 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 almost is 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 mind-boggling going in. It almost makes you want to turn around and walk out. And I think some customers do. I think there's some customers that get so overwhelmed by the choices that they just say never mind. So you know we need to be aware of that as well. I know it's tempting to say, well, I might have a customer that wants that one piece of wood, but. Really? I don't know. <laughs> well, I think m- more is not better, I think, when it comes no. to how much stuff you put on your sales floor. It sure isn't, but I tell you, that's a discussion I have with the salespeople all the time. It sounds like you must do an awful lot of education. What I was wondering is it seems like consumers know a whole lot more when they walk in the front door than they have in past years. They're better educated, and I suppose salespeople have to be better educated to, to stay abreast, don't they? They sure do, and and we find now that you can almost guarantee that when someone comes in, they've already looked online to get as much information as possible. So the salespeople, are, it's really important for them to make sure that they're up to date on all the latest information because a lot of times the information that consumers are getting online isn't necessarily correct. So we need to make sure we have the most current information that we're able to give to them you know, information that would be helpful to them in choosing their flooring. And you shouldn't be in a position where a customer knows more about a product yeah. that you have in the store than, than you do. So then what sort of training do you do to keep them ahead of the curve? So we've got a couple of things. The supplier websites are really good, so we encourage them to go onto the supplier websites. But we have the suppliers come in um, every week. We have a different one come in to do a product knowledge on a different um, on their rack or display or whatever it is. So they're they're here on a regular basis, and and uh, we kind of we track which ones come in, so we know if there's anything missing. I see. I see. Because I suspect that's really. That's a real deal breaker, isn't it? I mean, uh, it sure if, is. if you don't know what what you're talking about, if they know more more than you do, there's not a. I can't think that's going to drive them to do business with you. No, they'll definitely lose con- confidence in our ability, you know, and and that's what they're looking for. They're looking for to make sure that you know what you're talking yeah. about and you're able to deliver what they're looking to for. To put their confidence in you, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in an area I suspect that has a sizable demand for sustainably oriented products. Uh, would, would would that be the case? Well, you would think so, and people talk about it a lot, but our 
findings are that people still aren't willing to pay for green products so much. Okay, well, that, that, that was really where I was going, was I'm wondering if greenies uh, are really willing to pay more uh, for a product they think is environmentally friendly uh, than, than, than the rest of us. I don't think so. That, that's been our experience so far. We, you know, we get people ask about it, but they're not driven to say, I'm only buying that if it's a specifically green product. Our, our salespeople, of course, know which ones are, so they can you know, bring them to something that might be a bit more sustainable or you know, better meet that criteria, but there's not a huge demand for it. I see. I, would, I, would, I thought that you know, the, uh, the Northwest was a big area. It seems like the Seattle area is, and I thought probably Vancouver would be about the same. And again, you know, we have it in the news here all the time when you hear people talking about it, but we haven't got the demand in the store, and, and perhaps we're missing out on something. I mean, we do have, you know, um, some natural wool products, and we've got some other things that, that are quite good, but maybe we're not doing a good job of promoting it. Maybe I'm missing out something there. That, that's into that. That, <laughs> you know, wool, um, let me ask you about that. Um, I know there's been a promotion uh, about wool for the last couple of years here in the United States. I think a lot of a lot of retailers in the United States are just getting some of their wool products now. And I think a lot of the approach was that even a middle of the road type type uh, retailer had a market for that. And I think a lot of a lot of customers never have never seen wool, have never seen high end products for for that matter. And even if they don't sell them to a given customer it at least sets a high mark and they can probably sell something a little bit a little little bit more expensive talk about your whole approach to higher end goods the wools you mentioned and the other higher end products that you sell we yeah we don't sell a lot of wool we have it available and you know occasionally um you'll get a customer that will come in and say, you know, I found out that you were a dealer for this specific wool product, and that's why I came in. But those are very few and far between. But what we do have is a lot of um, higher-end products. And what we did last year is we moved a lot of them to the front of the store mm-hmm. because when we looked at, particularly in the carpets, when we looked at um, what where people were purchasing, they were, able, they were purchasing by the time they got halfway through the store. So do I even need this stuff at the back of the store? Probably not, but that's another discussion. But what we did find is that by moving the higher-end stuff up to the front of the store, the sales for it, I mean, they, they were 10 times what they were previously when we used to have the high-end stuff at the back of the store. Great, great idea. And it, was, it was quite astounding. I was amazed. And do you find if somebody sees a higher-end product at a, at a higher price, that sort of sets an upward, you know, upside or up boundary, I suppose, price-wise, so they're more likely to buy something more expensive had they not seen that higher-end product. And I think that's what happens is, is, you know, once you've touched the really high-end carpet and felt it and fallen in love with it, yeah. it's very difficult then to say, I'm going to take the cheap stuff instead, yeah. unless it's for a specific purpose. If they're just looking to, you know, re-carpet their basement or to re-carpet something because they're going to be selling their house very soon, then, you know, we know where to take them. But if you're just browsing and you fall in love with the expensive stuff up front, it's hard to, <laughs> then that to say, okay, sense. I don't want that. makes total one. sense. Yeah. Let me ask you about the year 2012. What kind of results did you chalk up? Were you pretty pleased? quite flat last year. Um, you know, we're still just kind of plugging along. Retail sales were flat. Um, a lot more store traffic in, but 
Uh, again, I think people are taking longer and longer to purchase. And we've got a tax thing here that will end in April. So we're thinking a lot of people are waiting until that's finished because it'll reduce their tax rate. I see. I see. That's interesting. That's interesting. So, so we've talked about a whole lot of topics. What, what are you most concerned about? What facet of your business concerns you the most at this point in time? I think the biggest challenge right now is kind of getting everybody on board to understand that the way people used to buy isn't the way they purchase anymore and that you know the things that we used to do in the past tried and true sales events just aren't working anymore so we now have to be open to trying new things because we've we've seen huge declines in you know the types of sales that we had even five years ago than what we had now it's really interesting consumers are changing and in a major way aren't they they sure are, and we really need to do everything we can to find out what those changes are and meet those customer needs. So, you know, for us, we're really trying to focus on the in-store experience, making it a really good one so, so that, you know, they fall in love with us and purchase from Very us. Very good. Cynthia, I'm really glad that we were finally able to catch up with you. I would have much rather done it with a video camera at Surfaces, <laughs> but, but uh, it's, it, it's great having you on the radio. Much. I really enjoyed it. I love sharing information. And we'll have to do this again. We sure will. Thanks very much. Okay. Talk to you soon. Okay. We've been talking with Cynthia Dean. She is general manager of New Floors in Coquitlam, British Columbia. And this is Floor Radio.